Hey, this is Bruce Boudreaux, and you're listening to Empty Betters with Nick Mack and Harrison. And welcome back to episode 150. Wow, I can't believe I'm saying that of Empty Betters, the first one of 2023, officially four years into this thing. Feels good to say that. I'm going to toss it across the screen to my co-host Nick Manella. What's going on, buddy? Dude, happy New Year, boys! It's uh, it's good to be back. Good to get 2023 rolling here. Uh, I wish it was under a little bit better circumstances, uh, but we'll dive into that in a little bit here. Yeah, we currently got the uh, USA versus Canada game going on for the World Junior Semis. Obviously, you can tell the vibes are maybe a little low. Um, not really going as we expected. Definitely not going the way after uh, we thought it would go after the way it started. So we'll get into that in a, near the end of the episode. Uh, but now I'm going to toss it across the screen to my other co-host up in Wisconsin, Mac Vogel. What's going on, my friend? Doing good. Uh, can't complain as always. I could, but no one will listen as the old cliche goes. Uh, Nick, I can't but can't help but notice you're not wearing the sunglasses. I'm not. Boys, we are officially 2020 in both eyes now. 2020 and 2023. How about that? Three years too late, but we'll take it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I can pretty much do everything now. Rub my eyes, touch my eyes, and you know, like shower and everything. So that's great. Oh, oh, like like humane things. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's nice. It's nice to be able to be a person again. It's good to see those beauties back in action. Oh, congratulations! Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I do want to say we got a packed episode here. We got a lot to cover, so I just want to get these um out of the way while we can. So first off, obviously, first episode of twenty twenty three. That's fun and great. Um, I want to give a shout out to one of my old coaches here. Um, I've been in contact with him and I want to make sure I don't forget this. So I'll read it now. Uh, one of my old coaches, uh, Bo Leslie, he owns, I think he runs a company called Northern Roots. It's a hockey, uh, I guess, training company, you would call it. Um, he is running a tournament up in New York on March 4th called the Charity Classic. Um, all the Benefits go towards uh, Breast Cancer Foundation, the I Rise Above Breast Cancer Foundation. If you're interested in signing up for this hockey tournament, you can DM us for details. Um, if you want more details, you can also go to northernroots.com. I'm sure that'll have details as well. Um, he's hosting a hockey tournament up in New York to raise money for the I Rise Above Breast Cancer Foundation. And that's something near and dear to his heart. So I wanted to kind of touch on that before we got going because I tend to forget to do things. So um, Bo's a great guy. If you guys are in the New York area and you want to play a little bit of puck in a tournament, uh, go to northernroots.com or DM us and we can help you out. And let me just say, uh, like Harrison said, definitely one of my favorite youth hockey coaches that I ever had. But even more so, I had the pleasure of being able to go to Bo Leslie's camp, summer camp, hockey camp every summer for probably about 10 years. Uh, and then eventually got to coach at that camp when I was a little bit older too. And this guy knows how to put on great events, great programs. So I'm sure this, uh, this event will be nothing short of spectacular. So definitely check it out. Yeah. It seems like a great event. I mean, I don't know Bo personally, like you guys do, but just from hearing you guys talk about him and pretty much everyone else that knows him that has come on the pod, they just have nothing but good things to say about him. So I feel like it's time we get him on here. 
Uh, Bo, if you're listening, you know, we're, 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 we're ready. We're ready when you are. So we'll, uh, we'll shoot you a, a text and we can get that set up, but yeah, just wanted to get that out of the way before I, I know I will inevitably forget. Uh, second thing, uh, we said it last episode, we'll say it again. I think we're just a little over two weeks away at this point, about two and a half weeks out. Um, Nick and I were flying up to Wisco to come hang out with Mac and y'all in downtown Milwaukee. We will be doing a watch party for the St. Louis Blues versus Chicago Blackhawks on January 21st at 7 p.m. at Elwood's Liquor and Tap. That's downtown Milwaukee for Saturday the Blues night. and Hawks game. It's a Saturday night. It's going to be fun. We'll probably have some football on too. Um, so, yeah, come hang out. There will be hats available for sale. We've got beanies and we've got trucker hats. Limited supplies last. Come and get it while you can. Um, we'll be selling those at the event if you want anything. And also, if you are a Blues or Blackhawks fan, make sure that you wear your team's apparel when you come to uh, the bar. They do do a special, Matt, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe it's a free shot of Pink Whitney every time the team that you're wearing scores a goal. Yep, so, you know, Blackhawks hat, jersey, shirt, whatever, something minimal, doesn't have to be much. If you're repping the logo or the team, if your team scores, you're getting a free shot of Whitney, so not bad. Yeah, so basically just, uh, you know, wear the blue shirt underneath the Blackhawk shirt over top and then bet the over go. and you'll have <laughs> a Switch it night. every time. And yeah. then pray for like a 9-7 game. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So that'll be a lot of fun. Again, Saturday, January 21st at Elwood's Tap and Liquor. Um, Going to be a good time. I also want to say just because, you know, sports podcasts, you know, we're talking about fun stuff just real quick. I mean, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention uh, DeMar Hamlet, just an awful – sequence that happened on Monday night football. So obviously our thoughts and prayers go out to him. That was a super scary incident and hoping that, uh, you know, he pulls through here and everything goes well. Yeah, absolutely. I was at the caps game the other night. I thought they did a great job. Uh, they did a little tribute just because they were playing against the Sabres and, uh, you could definitely tell that it meant a lot to the Sabres players and the fans as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Oh, and one last thing, speaking of the beanies and the hats that we'll have for sale at the event, you can go to www.emptybetters.com and click on shop. You can also find more of our merch over there. Uh, be sure to check it out. Okay. Question of the day presented by Brackish Life. We'll get to the ad read after we do this, but I think Mac has a little quiz for the boys. All right. I will be uh I'll be pretty impressed if one of you gets this. I feel like uh there's a better chance Nick will get it mostly cuz it is capitals related, but not exclusively capitals related. Uh and it does also have to do with the World Juniors. Those are the only two hints you get. So, uh on January oh. 5th, 13 years ago, which is tomorrow, aka probably today if you're listening to it the day it comes out, January 5th 13 years ago, two very significant things happened that technically both involved the Washington Capitals organization. Can you tell me what they are? I think I can get one of them. Are both World Juniors related or just one? Only one of them is. Okay, That's so the easy one. I think I know that one. Is that it's the John, John Carlson? Carlson? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, when okay. you said 13 years ago, I did the math in my head. I was like 2010, Christo, we had him yep. on. That yeah. had to be it. Yep. So that's the easy one. This okay. it, it's funny that I, I my this one comes to us from my dad. So shout out to to Mike Vogel for that one. But um, this one it kind of blew my mind when he told me that these two things happened on the same day. Is this we, we traded for Oshi this day, right? Nope. Oh fuck. Hmm. Is it a trade? No. 
I mean, I'm 2010. Is this an OV thing? Uh huh. Okay. Um, I don't know, Nick. That's all you. 2010. So I'm thinking like well before we were anywhere near like goals number 600. Like creepy. We're not even at 500 yet, right? Right, and and yeah, I mean you're 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 knocking at the door, but okay. there's yeah, three hundredth mm-hmm. goal, no, four mm. hundredth goal, no, 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 okay, cold, getting colder, two hundred, <laughs> no, it Fuck. doesn't have to do with a like a record or number or anything like that. I have no, I mean, I'm, I I don't know. Give me like one more tiny little hint because this is really gonna bother me. Uh, okay, um. Chris Clark. No way. Ovi got named captain. Oh, ding, ding. wow. Ding, 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 ding. So wait a second. He got named captain in the middle of a season. Uh, I guess so. I mean, yeah, because that... we traded Chris Clark. Yes, and, that's uh, what it was. That's yeah, what it was. And we traded yeah, yeah. Clark and your China, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, And we got I think we got um, didn't we get Chimera or something? Yep. I, I think that was that trade sent him to columbus right yeah i think so yeah interesting um, that was a good one anyway yeah very good one i got one for you guys too i got a little quiz i saw this on twitter thought it was fun there are currently one two three four five six seven eight players left in the nhl as of right now that do not wear a visor can you name at least name as many as you can jordy ben Ben. (laughs) (laughs) did you put jamie and jordy so that's two of the eight six six left okay um let's let's revo that's three yeah nice nice um matt martin that's four Mm. nick's gonna get them all before i can even think of them um ryan o'reilly that's five Ah, shit shit i need three more Three more. There's three more guys that don't wear. <laughs> three more screens. And Come on. You, I think you'll get one of them if you. Are think. they all? Are they all on different teams? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I actually don't know what team two of the guys are on. If I'm being honest, you run a hot. You run a hockey podcast. I well, no, they're not on the same team. I don't think. Okay. No, I'm they're not. totally. All they're right. all Western Conference guys, I think. Okay. Uh... There's one that you should be able to get. Think big, mean, power forward. Old school. Like, probably the meanest guy. The one guy in the league other than Wilson or Reeves you don't want to fight. Like, top, top five fighter, easy. And he's just a big old body. He's a bully. Western Conference. I know, like, as soon as you say it, it I'm, I'm going to be so, so mad. mad at but hold on, don't say it. Give me, give me another like 30 seconds here. Um, oh, God. Pacific Everyone's like division. literally like smashing their steering wheels right Pacific, now. Just like, yeah, literally. <laughs> Pacific Division. Pacific. All right. So, and he's been in the league a long time, obviously, because oh. of the. Oh. Oh, wait. No, I was going to say gets left, but he's gone. <laughs> I was going to say him too. No. He's also, that would north of the border north oh so that okay. gives you three teams to work with cassian that's one of them that's not oh, the one that i thought wow. you were gonna say though okay so now you've got six of the eight the one i'm talking about you haven't nice said yet. nice pull there nick um, um 
Lucic. Seven. Yep. And then the that's last a, one. That's a big one. The last one, I'll give you a hint on this because you'll probably will never get it. It's so random. We interviewed a guest who taught this guy how to skate as a kid. Bogosian. Eight. Wow. <laughs> Nailed it. Nice. Oh, it's no all right. Nick cleaned up on that one. I only got yeah. one. Ryan Reeves, the Ben brothers, Cassian, O'Reilly, so Matt funny. Martin, Milan Lucic, and Zach Bogosian. That's the last that's eight a, left. Both, I liked uh, both of our questions. That was good. That was good. Yeah, no, Nick, you, you cleaned up there pretty well. That was nice. The Lucic one, I was like, come on, guys. Like, uh, Yeah, that one, that took me a minute. And I was like, no. does he wear a visor? Like, I feel like he didn't with the Bruins, but for some reason I thought he did when he went to, like, well, L.A. or something. It's so but... funny to picture any of those guys with a visor. Like, just mm-hmm. do it in, in your head for a second. Try and picture Jamie Benn with a visor. On. You, were like, you were like Reeves. Pacific. I was like, oh, Matt Bolesky, of course. Like, yeah, Reeves <laughs> with a visor. <laughs> yeah, Reeves with a visor doesn't fit. But, no. Uh, those little quizzes were brought to you by our sponsor, Brackish Life. If you're like us and grew up on the water and outdoors, then Brackish Life is perfect for you. It's got a wide selection of gear from UV shirts to hoodies and hats. It's Real Bay apparel made by Real Bay people. Head to www.brackish.life today to check them out. A little salty, a little fresh Brackish Life. Nick, I think you hung out with uh, Mr. Brackish Life over the uh, New Year, did you? I was going to. I was actually right across the street from his house, but unfortunately, we didn't get the chance. I think he was involved with some other plans. So, Kyle, sorry we missed you at that one. But uh, everyone at our party had on Brackish Life stuff at some point throughout the night. So, you know, everyone was looking good and comfortable at the same time. Saw that on the IG story. Very, uh, very nice marketing over there. Um, All right, let's get into the league news. Um, Let's start off with one of my favorite topics, the Winter Classic. What a fun day that was, right? It's January 2nd. The New Year's getting kicked off. Fenway Park. It's a perfect, perfect day for hockey. Um, You know, it's just a wonderful time. I really enjoyed watching the game, except for the fact that it started at 2.40 p.m. Eastern time instead of 2, like they put it on the TV. Um, Also that, you know, the Penguins lost, and we'll talk about that a little more. And then uh, Kenny Albert, you know, just making shit up out of his ass. I don't know where any of that came from, but we'll talk about all of this and lay it out. So first off, I got to ask you guys, did you watch the game? What did you think of the overall venue and the, the production value as a whole? So I personally did not. I was watching the Canada uh, Czech Republic uh, World Junior game because that I, I just couldn't take my eyes off that one. It was so good. But uh, I did see some of the scenery. Uh, I will say, first and foremost, I am not a fan of the fake snow. Me neither. I you will know. agree with that. It looks weird with green in the background, but it, it, I agree. I also just I understand that Fenway Park is historic. And I understand that this is basically going to be a Boston area beat off circle sesh exactly for the, the entire yeah. day. And I'm yeah. fine with that. I'm not going to tune in for it because I get enough of that at home. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mac, what'd you think? Yeah, I watched uh, I watched most of it. I had to duck out towards the end. But, um, you know, it the winter classic, I think we've talked, we've talked about this exact thing on the pod before, how it's kind of lost its charm. And uh that's in part in a huge part to the stadium series being a thing and there being other outdoor games throughout the year. It just feels a little less special. But you know, that being said, I was excited for it still, and I enjoyed kind of watching some of it. I shared the same uh annoyance that you did that I was like. Okay, it's 2.45. Why is this game not started yet? It's ridiculous. Um, like, I don't care. Whatever. Do whatever you want. But just say the game starts at 2.30 then or what? Like, you know, 
I'm okay with 15 minutes after the build time, but that when you're getting close to an hour, that's a little annoying. It's too much. Also, it's like the what, Super Bowl. What was the like yeah. the first the first pitch puck thing or whatever? I'm sorry, that was stupid as fuck. That stupid. was I love well, Bobby Orr, but that was dumb as hell. Well, it was a ground ball right to yeah. Vitek, and right. I was like, "What was yeah. the? You think Bobby Orr can sauce at the age of whatever yeah. he is?" Seriously, I was even. like, "What? No, don't do this." And they uh, couldn't even lift the puck back then, guys. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's, it was a strange. It, I will admit that was a little cringy. Um, I also was wondering why, and maybe they asked and he declined. You bring out Bobby Orr, shouldn't you bring out like Lemieux? Like have two legends, one representing each team. Wouldn't that have been fair? But it was now. Now it's a Boston beat-off session. Just well, like Nick it was. Said. It absolutely was. I think I heard more about the Green Monster in forty-five minutes than I did in my entire twenty-six-year so, tenure. Speaking of like the Beantown beat-off session, as it will be known henceforth. Uh, what <laughs> was your thoughts on this little like pre-game outfit? nonsense that seems to happen before every outdoor game now where like the players are dressing up like red Sox players from the 20s i, I thought that I kinda, was kind of funny i, I kind of dug it i was with it i also just i'm just like i don't get it <laughs> like well they're at fenway i yeah. mean i i, I, get, I thought I it get, was a little cheesy but it's a little it's cheesy. corny for sure but it, it was pretty funny i would like to know whose idea it was that's that's for sure if yeah. it was i would like it more if it was like yeah okay if it's the players then that's great if it's like someone telling them to do it that's a little cheesy but that must have been brutal for uh charlie mcavoy being from uh <clears throat> being from new york so true yeah. i didn't even think about that one yeah. Also, I, uh... one last thing I'll say about it, and this one, you know, might might not even be accurate, might just be like a, a bias of what I ended up seeing. But um, on Instagram, just seeing some people that were like at the game, some of the seats that I saw that people were at, and I know this happens at every one of these because you're watching a tiny hockey rink in a giant stadium. It seemed like it might have been worse than normal as far as like how good you can see from the stands like i saw a lot of people with seats that like weren't like bad in terms of like you're not in the nosebleeds like they probably paid a lot of money for these specific tickets and they're like oh my god winter classic and they pan to the rink and you're like no that's their view or <laughs> like you're yeah. watching the whole thing on the video screen like good luck it's, I also said, don't know why they keep doing it in baseball stadiums. It's like, at least if I'm in a football stadium and I'm up high enough, I can kind of follow right. what's going on. But it's like, if circle. you're in the outfield, like, let's say you're front row in the outfield, you're essentially looking like at eye level with like the dasher board. Yeah. yeah. And you're like far, like there's, yeah, no, that's garbage. I agree with you. I hope that the one in Carolina is better. Cause like I've said before, I'm attending that one and I really don't want to have a terrible view. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with all of that. It was it was it was decent. I mean, I, I the NHL always does a decent job, I feel like, except for maybe like the the Anaheim LA one. That one was a little weird, but I will definitely echo it does not have the same sparkle that it used to when it was just the winter classic. They got too many outdoor games now at this point. Um they need to chill out a little bit. The first one was the best one. I mean, let's be real. I know it was the yeah. penguins. I know the penguins. That one was one, sick. Like, even I can admit. The penguins one sick. and the the Leafs Red Wings one was really cool too. Even yeah. the old school ones when there was like Flyers Rangers with Mike yeah. Rupp and Briere. Those were yep. all great. The Caps Honestly, one the, was good. the Caps Penguins one at Heinz Field was awesome. That was, that was good too, minus the weather, but yeah. Caps Blackhawks one, that was good. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't bad. I don't know. It just feels like it's not what it 
I think they just don't do a good job promoting it either. Like there were tons of yeah. people that just did not know that that was happening no that day. Um, yeah. They, well, there people... were also there were also a bunch of people on Twitter confused, being like, "Wait." It's on January 2nd? What the yeah. hell? And I'm like, dude, they've already done that like four times where it hasn't been on yeah. New Year's Day. Like, I don't know what you've been paying attention to for the last couple of years, but like anytime it falls on a Sunday, they're not going to compete with the NFL. Like, you can't. Yeah. Well, to summarize, you know, Kasperi Kapitan put the Penguins up 1-0 in the second period, I believe. Um, They were up one nothing going into the third, and then they blew it because Jake DeBrusque, I believe it was Jake DeBrusque, scored both goals to beat the Pens, then fractured his tibia, and now he's out for three months. So, um, Do you think uh, that fun. goal by Kapanen raised his trade value? No. He sucks. We all suck. The whole team sucks. Um, Thoughts well, on the uniforms, thing- man. Huh? Thoughts on your uh, your uniforms? I True. want to go oh, yeah, Jersey it. pod. We haven't even talked about the unis. Holy that shit. was a wonderful Jersey matchup, in my opinion. Really like both of them. You know where I, my butt is going to be, right? The yellow helmet. Yep. But I, I will say, I okay. will say, it was not as bad as like when they do the yellow helmets with the yellow jerseys. I thought it actually like worked for this one. It, what I what yeah. I had beef with was the yellow or wait, yes, what was it? the the, the socks. socks for the yeah. Bruins. I can't remember. The jersey was black and the socks were yellow or vice yeah. versa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But either way, I was like, why are you? And I get it because the the sleeves were sort of striped in that way. But I was like, don't do then that. do candy cane, man. Like, yeah, just make it the same. Make it the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I also no, kind of like the that. meth bear on the um Bruins. Oh yeah, the meth bear is cool. good. Yeah, I, yeah. I like both jerseys a lot, actually. I, they, I they didn't. Really I didn't cool. expect to like the Penguins uniforms as much as I did, but I thought they were really cool. It kind of looked like a like the Pirates P. Yeah, very simple. What, I'm sure what they were like going clean for. Clean look. Yeah, I thought those were sweet. Are yeah. you gonna get one here? Yeah, I I got he one did. ordered. Yeah, got okay. got a got a Jake Gensel one ordered. Oh, that's right. Not, not playing too hot right now, so that's we'll right. talk that's about right. that later. But um, the last thing I want to say, and maybe I can get a picture of this over to you, Nick, and we can get my voice over this on Instagram. Um, hilarious moment because Twitter exploded when this happened. Kenny Albert was talking about Casey DeSmith's goalie mask, saying that the amazing mask, amazing mask, and on the back of the mask, he has a picture of Ted from the movie Ted, like a Bostonian comedy, basically, right? The teddy bear, like Ted. Am I crazy? It's Ted the movie or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's the it's Just the Ted. Literally, it's from the scene where he's like singing "Sweet Caroline," and of course, it's at Fenway Park, so it fits. I was gonna say it's kind of funny because it's you know. Yeah, it's literally yeah. called Ted, Boston. and he goes, yeah. and Kenny Albert goes. And Casey DeSmith paying homage to um, Ted Williams with the teddy bear on the back. And everyone on Twitter was like, no, dude, that was had three movies made about it. And all of them were centered around Boston humor, you moron. So I thought that was funny because I just looked at television. I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? It's like what happens when you read like baseball stats instead of like understanding pop culture references. Yeah, basically. But um thought that was really funny. I'll talk a little more about the game itself when we get to the State of the Unions. Um, I, I've got some some extreme anger um, reserved for a certain someone on my team. So I'll keep that to myself until the end. Um, but during the pregame broadcast on TNT, Commissioner Bettman officially broke the news that next year's Winter Classic will be in Seattle, where the Kraken will host the Vegas Golden Knights at T-Mobile Park which is the Mariners stadium thoughts on this decision. 
they're doing anything they possibly can to have the crack and have more jerseys. They're like, shit, this, this, yeah, this they've this only been only in the league has for like two, two jerseys. Years. How like, can we, you know, people aren't buying the, they're done buying the normal ones. We got to up this now, but in, uh, in, in reality, that's exciting for both teams. I'm, I'm happy they both get to get one. Um, it sucks a lot if you're like a team that's been in the league forever and you still haven't had one, but, uh, you know, be more exciting. Yeah. That's one way to solve it. Yeah. Um, I am really interested to see how the Jersey matchup in that goes, considering both teams have no history and have been around no longer than five years. So yeah, I feel like we're going to get some ugly ones, boys. Yeah, (laughs) I would, I would. Yes, I think so too. I think so. I feel like I kind of have a little bit of hope that Seattle might bust out like a nice cream with Navy, maybe an anchor on the front. Or like do something with like the pilots. Like I feel like they'll do something that, that relates to like Seattle sports history. But Vegas is just they have they're it's just gonna be some modern piece of garbage that's it's gonna be stupid. It's yeah. gonna be like sequin or like freaking bedazzled at this point, like yep. or just <laughs> caked in glitter. Um they they're literally just wearing night armor. That's, right. It, that's it just has thing. like nipple tassels on. No, um anyways. Um Wow. I okay. think um We're Seattle really would kidding. be sick if they did like a Thunderbirds tribute. Because like the Seattle Thunderbirds have been around for forever. They have an amazing look, sort of like Hartford Whalers color scheme, and they have like the Thunderbird on the totem pole. I think that's great. I'm trying to think of what Vegas could do. Like I feel like you could get something with like a Joker or like dot like dice or something. Vegas Playing card would, would be cool. I don't know if the yeah. NHL will allow it. I, I, I there's like yeah well strange, now that con- there's considering that, they have DraftKings promos every five I know well, yeah. that well that was the whole thing when when Vegas became a team was they like they couldn't yeah. be the gamblers or, or anything like that because mm-hmm. the NHL didn't want to associate itself with like pro gambling shit or whatever and now it's but just... it's true they've kind of done a, a 360 on that since then so who knows maybe they will let them do some shit like that that would be, be cool it'll be a, a fun Jersey matchup nonetheless I'm sure we'll have some critiques of whatever they choose um all right moving on we've got some leafs chatter something we all know and love here uh austin matthews has broken the leafs record for fastest player to score 500 points he did it in 445 games did it last night against the blues previously the record was held by matt sundin who scored his 500 points in 495 games played thoughts on uh matthews record damn impressive i mean yeah to beat a guy like Matt Sundin by that that many games, that is that says a lot. Yeah, well done. Greatest leaf ever, some would say. Don't think you're crazy, to be honest with you. Yeah, definitely has the potential to be. Um, all right, Joe Pavelski, he gets a one-year extension from the Dallas Stars worth $3.5 million. Captain America will never retire. He's here to stay eternally. So congrats to him. That top line on Dallas is still clicking. Um, Alexis Lafreniere. Was a healthy scratch last Thursday for the New York Rangers in a matchup against the Tampa Bay Lightning. A lot of a lot of rumors swirling his name. I know our boy Anthony at Forever Blue Shirts was tweeting that there's some of this is just huff huff and it's not really all authentic. But you know when you got Puck Empire and NHL discussion and these big boys reporting these rumors that the Canucks are interested and all that kind of stuff, who knows? But do you think Lafreniere would be? you know, benefiting from a change in scenery. It seems like things in New York have been a bit bumpy. I could see it. Um, I could also see it just being, being buzz. Uh, it's too early to tell. Um, and it'll, it'll probably depend a lot on a few things such as, you know, where the Rangers are at in a couple months as we get closer to the deadline. 
what's going on with Patty Kane, Jonathan Taves, some of the big free ag- or not free agents, some of the big uh, trade pieces that might get moved. So, I, you know, I think that it's not out of the realm of possibility, but I don't think if I if you if you made me guess right now, I don't think they're going to trade him like this year or or soon. I think they would have to be offered something that they just couldn't refuse and he would be a collateral as a result of that loss. I also think that, you know, everyone's sort of this whole number one pick aura that goes around players like this, that they can't be traded or they can't be moved. They absolutely can. And I think he's one of the ones that could. Yeah, I think he'd really benefit being on a roster where he can be like a top six guy. You know, New York's pretty loaded. Um, and he didn't get in power play minutes either. I think he would really benefit from kind of going to maybe more of a welcome to Chicago. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or Arizona or, you know, Anaheim, something like that. Like one of those teams, I think he could really build up there. I would also say if I'm him, I don't want to even sniff Vancouver and we'll get into that very shortly about much rather go to Chicago for sure. If I'm Alexi, I'd rather go to Arizona than Vancouver. Yeah, all of the above. Anything but Vancouver, and we'll fill you in why here in a couple minutes. Um, before we get to that, real quick, just uh, want to note that the Rangers, speaking of Alexis Lafreniere, they snapped the Carolina Hurricanes' win streak at 11 games last night with a big win at MSG. I believe the score was 5-3. to three. Finally took down Kachekov. So a uh, big win in the Metro for the Rangers. Shakes up the standings a little bit. Should be... Uh, a wild finish, as we've talked about almost every episode. Um, all right, let's get into discussion. But I think Nick has a word from our sponsor, Kane Footwear. That's right. Uh, yeah, guys, you've heard me talk about Kane Footwear a thousand times. If you haven't gotten these shoes already, you really, really need to. They have absolutely changed the way that I work out and recover. My knees feel like I did when I was 19. My back feels like I did when I was 16. It's absolutely life-changing. The Kane Revive using their bounce-back foam technology from Sugarcane to help you recover and work out the best way you possibly can. Head to the link in our bio today to get a pair of the most comfortable shoes you will ever own. Absolutely. I'm wearing mine right now. I think I wear them every time we record. No, Absolutely. No, no exaggeration. So go check the Kane Footwear out through the link in our social bios, and that will help support us. We appreciate it. Wait a minute. You wear shoes when we record? I wear wow. shoes all the time. Wow. I'm a Interesting. Cane, I, I wear my canes around the house. Drives Layla nuts trying to get me okay. in, trying to get yeah. me an indoor pair. So oh my mom does that with her pair. She like wears them around the house all the time. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, I mean, I wear shoes around the house sometimes, but I feel like when I'm recording, I'm just in relaxation mode. You know, I've got a got a socket. T t shirt and nothing else, right? <laughs> the work from home outfit. You said it, not me. <laughs> I almost fell fell down the stairs in socks like one of the first days we moved in here because our all of our floors are basically wood. Mm-hmm. And after I I grabbed the railing and saved my life and probably a concussion, but I cut my fingers so badly because the ledge like cut them when I was like, holding. So I was like, I'm gonna wear canes around the house. There you go. Haven't changed Fair enough. Um. All right. We said we we're gonna talk about the Canucks, so let's get into it. JT Miller, their highest paid player, their highest point scorer last season, a guy who they just signed to seven years, $56 million. Thank you, Jim Rutherford. Uh, a little bit of drama going on there. 
So, a little bit of disorder north of the border. Oh, yeah. I like it. I like that. Uh, the Canucks have been struggling all season. You guys all know this. They've been a little bit of a streaky team. In particular, they have been awful at home. I, I don't have the stat in front of me. I believe they're like 7-10 and 10 at home this season right now. But JT Miller, a guy who they look up to to be a leader, their highest paid player, he, uh, he's he been pissing off some teammates is what the rumblings have been here as of late. If this goes on Instagram or TikTok or whatever, uh, Nick, I'll send you the video. You can put it over top of this. There was a play last week. I can't remember who they were playing, but they were down a goal in the third period with about 50 seconds left in the third. And they pulled a goalie, Colin Dahlia. But before they pull him, JT Miller is supposed to get out of his own zone, get to the red, dump it, so that way Delia can come off, right? Standard procedure. So Miller goes up to his own blue line. He's skating towards the red so he can dump it and then turns back towards his own net. And Delia was going to come out, but then JT Miller turned around and there was a forecheck on him. So Delia naturally was like, well, I can't get off the ice if you're coming at the net. Like, Not going to leave the net open. Right. Well, JT comes back behind his own net. He literally circles backwards back to behind his own net and literally takes his stick and fucking slashes the top post to like tell Delia get the fuck off the ice like go change like so we can get the extra attacker and Delia just was like what and then obviously the Canucks lose and then the camera went to Miller as he was getting off the ice to go to the bench and he's just death staring Delia down down the uh, bench and it's like what's going on there and then there's been reports where like literally I'm not making this up teammates have been saying that he's getting the reputation of being like a prick in the locker room. It's been Yana's teammates for like the last three games. He also hasn't been playing that well. What do you guys well, think? What's interesting is if you go back to the beginning of the season for the Canucks, when they were having a really tough time and people were like, Oh my God, is Pedro going to get fired? Like immediately after being hired and you know, shit was bad in Vancouver, like even worse than it is now, which is saying something because it's still pretty bad. <laughs> it's <was> really uh, bad. <laughs> but during that time at the beginning of the season, JT Miller was pretty much the only player on the team doing anything. He was like scoring every single goal that they were scoring like every night, like they would lose four to two and he had both goals or whatever. And, uh, or they'd win two to one somehow. And he had both goals. So it's interesting. Cause it seemed like initially he was like the only guy doing anything good for them. But now based on this, based on everything you just said, it does kind of seem like there's a uh, locker room cancer situation going on here. And it's hard to tell if it's like him being frustrated about his own recent play or just being frustrated about the team in general. I also want to dial it back to a couple weeks ago when I brought up a point, I think I was watching a Canucks game and I was just hating on Canucks fans for like booing them at like a not very appropriate time and just being babies basically um, so, you know, I, I almost can't blame any of the players on this team right now, just because of how I know this fan base is and how I know any diehard Canadian fan base is, I guess you got to respect it to an extent. Uh, but there's a lot of pressure on these guys. So I don't really know if it's JT's fault, if it's the team's fault, if it's the fans fault, uh, but it's definitely not good and probably something needs to change. Yeah, this is not good. And just like going back to, uh, do you remember we were talking about Bennington and, you know, the whole Barube thing? It's like you don't really let that stuff kind of slip into the media. The fact that this stuff is like getting out and people are seeing it is just 
bad news bears. Bad yeah, news that's bears. like as soon as like as soon as that shit starts happening is when they actually are like, oh, we either got to get this guy out of here or we got to have like a team meeting and be like, yo, yeah. like like air your grievances type shit. Like, let's yeah. get this shit on the table. Also, JT Miller, stop yelling at Colin Delia. Like, just right. Yeah. It, you don't yell at your goalie. You don't yell no. at your goalie. That's no. dumb as shit, bro. And, and like maybe if the score was like seven six, okay, maybe, maybe. I, even though I still wouldn't, maybe I would understand. It was three to two. Like, come on. Yeah, he, he kept you in the game. All, like, yeah. get over it. That's and fair. I'm sure it's just frustration, you know, boiling over at this point. I don't think it's been any secret that he's been sort of unhappy there. Maybe that you don't sign a seven-year deal in Vancouver, knowing what Literally. we know. But yeah, well, it gets even better. So a reporter <laughs> after practice, uh, a reporter uh, after practice, the day after that game, asked him about what his thoughts were on his lack of offensive production in the month of December. You know how Mac was just saying JT was carrying the team at the start. Now it's Bo Horvat. He's the guy scoring every single goal. He's got mm-hmm. like 28 on the year. He's on pace for 60. No one ever mm-hmm. saw that coming. Um, but JT had to say this about his lack of offensive production. Quote, I'd like to say that my lack of production is a compliment to me not cheating the game and playing the right way. End quote. I think it's worth noting in December, in all situations, JT Miller was on the ice for 14 goals against in 13 games. At five on five, the Canucks were outscored eight to three when Miller was on the ice. What does that quote even mean? Does that mean if they let me, I played with, I'd play on steroids? I like. I think he's I, saying like he's not cheating up the wing, like trying to get I, breakaways or something. But I'm like, dude, like just own it. Yeah, I gotta be better. Like this is a team we gotta be better. That's what you say. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you could have easily just given the cookie cutter answer and no one would have cared. And... Give the classic like sniffs after every word, hockey post game. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, oh, you know. And uh we just gotta we just gotta be better. <laughs> Bang bodies, you know, four lines La, rolling the on La Violette. We're working through some things in the room, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> it's like so cliche, but it never it pisses people off, but it's also amazing. Like because it's, it's just so, so funny. it's so funny. But um yeah, things are getting a little testy up in Vancouver, so it should be mm-hmm. interesting to see how this all unfolds. Also worth noting, they are in the Bedard sweepstakes, sweepstakes as of right now. So if I were them, I'd strongly be considering just tanking. But Maybe they engineered this little self-sabotage by the GM. Mm-hmm. One bring last the, thing. Bring the uh, Vancouver kid to Vancouver. Mm-hmm. While we're on the topic, did you guys see the thing today? I forget. It was probably Puck Empire Hockey Collective or something, but it was... Um, it was a report that like the locker room of the Canucks is quote shell shocked at how things have gone so far yeah. this season. And I was like, why are you shocked? Like right. you're not yeah. good. Look at your roster. It's not yeah. that good. Look at the division you play in. Like, look at like what about this shocks you? Look. You know, what's weird by the way, Quinn Hughes scored his first goal of the season. Like yesterday. Yeah. It's January. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yikes. Yeah. Not looking good. I mean, so did fucking like Jacob Jacob Truba like two weeks yeah. ago, but whatever. We Very don't talk true. about that guy. <laughs> um, all right. Let's also get a little love over on the Eastern Conference. Uh, we're talking a little bit of wild card potential. We got the Sabres, the Red Wings, and the Senators who are all starting to kind of heat up and it's putting a little bit of pressure on the Metro teams who currently hold the wild card spots. As of right now, that would be the Islanders and the Penguins. 
You know, the Caps and the Rangers have been kind of teeter-tottering in there as well. Could soon be the Devils if they don't pick it up. Um, you know, I know we said before the season, Mac was very big on the wings. And I think I told him I was very big on the Sens. And we I don't think there was an official bet, but I think I said, I, I you know, I think the Sens will finish with more points and you disagreed and went the other way. And now they're both tied. <laughs> I think they're deadlocked at 40 points right now. So, you know, out of these three teams, the Sabres, the Wings, and the Sens, do you think any of these three guys realistically have a shot at making the playoffs? I just want to say we're both smart, first of all. <laughs> both smart. That's exactly what it means. I think if the Sens can find a little Cam Talbot, Anton Forsberg magic, you might not be able to count them out. But I said the Wings as well going into this season, so I'm going to stick with them. Shockingly, the team that actually scares me the most out of these three is the Sabres. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I mean, the cat is coming Jeez. from a Caps fan who just lost to the Senators and the Sabres in the last week or so. But the Sabres, man, I mean, the goaltending situation is a little suspect. However, Uko Pekalukanen, <laughs> I think that's his name. You nailed that. Uh, I know. I just laugh because it cracks me up every time. Uh, he has looked pretty good at times this season. So I, I, I really think the bigger problem for them is the defense. Cause I, I, you know, when they put up like the, the lines and the D at the top of the screen, when a game's starting, I was looking at that when the caps were playing the Sabres the other night and I was like, all right, straight up, is this a good team? And I'm looking at the forward lines. I'm like, yeah, pretty good line three. Okay. Not bad. Fourth line. Decent. They get to the D core. And I was just like, who likes <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, that's where the issue is. Um, yeah, I mean, Lukanen, I feel like he's given them a chance to win most most nights. And we all know that uh, that Craig Anderson can lock it down when he needs to for the he most part. He can win games. Yeah, so I, I think if if anything, Sabres, if they're still in this position in a couple months, should try and uh, add to their decor. As far as the Wings and the Sens, I stand by that the Wings are a better team. However, with how things have been going for them this season, they've had a lot of just like things happen to them that are sort of out of their control, injuries, the whole situation with Frana. I would I would probably lean towards that the Senators what they might finish ahead of the Wings in the standings just cuz of all of that now. So, I could see it and I do think you're right. I think the Sabres are probably the best team or certainly the hottest team out of these 3. Yeah, I think um, to put it into um, like college terms, like let's play a little fuck Mary kill here. Oh, I like um, that. I'm going to say I'm going to kill the wings. They just haven't looked good to me. Um, and they're they're a little beat up and they just inconsistent. Got, they inconsistent. just got smacked yeah. by the devils tonight. Five to one on home ice. It's just like, what's going on there? I don't know. Um, so I'll kill the wings. I'd probably fuck the Sabres just because Tage, like, you know, it's like, oh, it's Tage right Thompson. Because They're you want to hook up with Tage Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talk, Skinner. Like, they got the guys who are streaky. They they're the young guns. They're, yeah, they're 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 flashy. Probably marry the Sens just because I feel like they're, out of the three teams, the most consistent, dare I say. They got some veteran leadership there. All reliable. I think yeah. they have the best core, too. It's like you look around some of the pieces that they have, like guys like Dabrinkit. Kachuk, Shabbat on the back end. I don't really think that's you can the most replace tenured a guy like Senators that. player right there. Right. So yeah, we should do a fuck Mary kill Sabres Red Wings Senators on our social. That would actually be pretty funny. That would be a good one. That wouldn't get contentious at all. <laughs> no, not at all. You got uh, a Canadian team, this Buffalo, which is just a crazy sports market, and then Detroit, who's hockey town. Yeah, I can't right. see anything that goes wrong. Um, Nick, you have this next one. 
I think yeah. I saw it. Why don't you Why don't you explain a little bit? A lot of uh, you know, internet buzz about the uh, there was a picture released uh, after the nine two ass blasting that the Caps dished out to the Montreal Canadiens. Um, the Canadians were on their mom's trip. Uh, for those that don't know, sometimes NHL teams will do a mom's trip, a dad's trip. They usually do them once a year where all the players, parents, you know, follow the team around for a couple road games. Uh, so there's a picture released of all the Habs players, moms getting a picture with Ovi and, you know, everyone on the internet is like, Oh, Ovi's so savage for this. Like, Oh, Oh my gosh. Imagine like, you know, beating a team nine to two and then taking a picture with, with their mom. It's like, no, they're hockey moms that have a chance to get a picture with one of the greatest hockey players of all time. Of course they're going to do it. It, it, It's pretty funny though. Is it crazy that like. All the milestones, right? I witnessed one. All the milestones, all the records, everything. And I'm like, dang, Ovi really is like a, an incredible like player, like one of a kind, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't until I saw this picture and like started to process it and like what was going on. I connected the dots of like, like you just said, I'm like, oh, wow. I guess they asked to take a pick with him after because he's like so good and important or whatever. Yeah. It wasn't until I saw that and connected the dots that I was like, damn, Ovi really is like special, special, isn't he? Yeah. Like, but it took it took him taking a picture with the Canadians players' moms for me to to for me to it's really like, really it's not wrap like he's like Jimmy G. Like if Ovi was Jimmy G, then everyone's mom is gonna want a picture with you. Like right. he's not the best looking dude. These are just Canadian moms who are like, no, he's just really good at hockey. Well, we want and a of course with it's them. one of the Canadian markets too. You'd never yeah. catch like the Predators moms being on like the freaking like mom's trip and being yeah. like, can we take a picture with Ovi? Like that yeah. just wouldn't happen. It's just that like Habs moms they get it you know they for sure and and honestly there's a lot of people in montreal specifically for some reason that are like diehard like ov fans like that's like that's like a thing interesting um let's talk some calder race obviously maddie bernier is leading rookies in scoring he's right now the odds on favorite to win but piotr kachekov of the carolina hurricanes goaltender he's making a a run for for first place here, I would say. I'd say right now he's probably the runner-up. He's got 15 games played, and in those 15 games, he's posted a 9.28 save percentage, a 1.94 GAA, and has three shutouts. What? Who do you think will take this trophy home in the end? I've got a little bit of a uh, conditional thing going on here. I do too. I think the conditional thing, I don't know if this is yours, but it really comes down to what the ha- or what the Hurricanes goalie situation looks like. I think... You know, mm-hmm. you have Ronta, you have Anderson, and then you have this kid, and you're kind of going, all right, you know, someone's got to move here. And I think the ceiling for this guy is a lot higher than it is for the other two. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Call me crazy. We could see one of them move at the deadline. I'm I'm predicting that Ronta will probably get dealt at the deadline, and I would think that Anderson – okay, this is coming from a guy that's got Freddie Anderson on his freaking fantasy team. I drafted the dude. He's been there the whole year because when he went on IR, they were like, oh, it, it probably won't be that long. It's now been like two and a half months, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, but they they just told me he's coming back next week. So <clears throat> at this point, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging on to him, but – my point here is I've been typing in on Twitter, Freddie Anderson, like every week to see what the update is. And all I can see is Kane's fans on Twitter being like, when Freddie Anderson comes back, 
don't start him. Piotr is the truth, like all this stuff. And I'm like, dang, okay, wow. I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess I know how Kane's fans feel, but if I had to predict, I feel like when Anderson comes back, they'll probably kind of like split time for a while and then like see who kind of emerges. Yeah, I would think that's the case. If you had to get rid of one, I would think it would be Ranta. It would just make the most sense. But Kachekov has shown he can play, and people are acting like this is something new. He was really good last year in the playoffs. I don't know if people remember. He was that series good. against Boston. That's right. He was. He was. I really, remember that. Yeah, he was really good. So they might have found themselves like a little. I'm not going to compare them because you know the Rangers just won last night, but maybe like a poor man's Igor. Young Russian goalie kind of comes out of nowhere. It's like what, and he's just really good. I mean, he's a gamer, man. He is a gamer, and personality too, right? He's oh, playing yeah. in a for, playing for a great defensive team as well. So it's a it's a good formula. I would say if he remains the number one goalie, I think he'll end up beating out Beniers for uh, for Calder. I completely. He, agree. he would need to play like like twenty five games or more. Yeah, I'd say maybe even. 30 Maybe 30 or, or more. Those yeah. are monster numbers through 15. I mean, a 928 save percentage and a 194 yeah. GAA in the Metro. Yeah, yeah honestly, now yeah. you're right. He needs to play like 30 plus games to, to even be in contention. I mean, and, and credit to Beniers. I mean, the Kraken are in the playoff picture right now, so good for him too. Yeah, who would have seen that coming? Nobody. Um. All right, let's get to some updates around the league. Um and the gambling segment, but before we do, I think Mac has a oh nope uh I copy and pasted that wrong. Um, I think Mac has a word from our sponsor Sharprank. Yep. Uh, if you're not following us on Sharprank yet, you should be, and if you don't have Sharprank yet, you should definitely go ahead and download the app. Sharprank created the first ever sports betting ranking system that ranks betters on one leaderboard that anyone can dominate even you and even us couple of clowns on the empty betters podcast so uh go ahead download the app start placing your bets uh it's not even real money unless you want it to be depending on what state you're in but uh yeah you're just choosing choosing teams picking plays and uh keeping your record seeing seeing how you're doing so it's a cool way to track your bets or just play for fun whatever you prefer and uh yeah, shout out to Sharp Rank for sponsoring all our picks this year. Absolutely. I still can't seem to get above like rank 30 in NHL. I'm stuck. And I've been trying so hard, but we'll see uh see how one step goes. forward, two steps back. Yeah. It's, it's been tough a, when game. a lot of those guys that are on there like don't really bet hockey all that much. They just hammer like lightning minus 260, lightning minus 300, Vegas. like once a week and they yeah. get it and it's like, "Oh, cool." Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that, but I'm hopeful. I It's been a tough season gambling-wise. I think everybody's been kind of beat up a little bit this year. It's got a much different feel than last year. A lot of comeback wins, like a record rate. Um, unders were hot there for a while. Nobody's really pulling away. I mean, it's just been a strange, very strange gambling year, I would say. Um, all right, three stars of the week from last week. Philip Forsberg, of course, because I traded him the Max Fantasy team, so why not? Um, second... Let's Eric, go. Second, Eric Carlson. And third, Auntie Ranta. As we just said, that the Kane should get rid of him. So fun, fun. <laughs> um, that's that for three stars of the week. Let's get into the gambling segment here, real quick. Just a couple broad things to keep an eye on. Obviously, you want to follow all of us on Twitter to see our picks real time, but these are just some trends. The Calgary Flames lead the NHL this season with 31 games where they have 30 plus shots on goal. Why is this important? I'll give you two reasons. 
One, one of the things I've been seeing on Twitter a lot that's getting very popular is goalie save props over under on saves. If you have a team that's playing against the Flames, they shoot a lot. Maybe it take the opposing goalie to have over the amount of saves. Yeah. There's one way to look at it. That's a good one. And they're not like, I wouldn't necessarily peg them as like a team that pots a lot of those. No, not necessarily. Um, and then I would also say shot on goal props for the Flames. You know, you if you want to look at some guys over there that, you know, um, are middle of the pack in terms of shots, they probably all have like a very um, – similar amount of shots maybe not one clear-cut winner like san jose and timo meyer like not one of those cases like every guy kind of gets a bunch of bunch of shots gives you good value um this is a wild stat i can't believe i'm saying this it is january 4th of the nhl season and the boston bruins have not lost a home game in regulation so there you go the penguins had a chance the penguins had a chance to do it and they couldn't um so yeah, Bruins and regulation is always a decent bet when they're at home. This next one comes to us from our good friend Mark Cordero of the program, who was texting me at ten forty-five at night, just randomly with this bet, and I was like, "What the hell is wrong with you?" The New Jersey Devils to miss the playoffs right now is plus six sixty. He thinks Whoa. that the Devils will take. Take it. I love this. Oh, I'm kind of on the same page because I was doing like absolutely love it. I was doing a little tinker stinker the other day, um, and I was like (laughs) going through like the NHL standings as one does because we're now into the back half of the year, and (laughs) I was like, holy crap! Like the Caps have the same amount of points or almost as much as the Devils, and at one point they were like 15, 16 points behind them. What's Mac looking up? He, here? No, he's taking the bet now. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, the Devils that missed the playoffs plus six sixty. Nick, I like I like the explanation there. Um, Mark was telling me I don't know where he found this. The Devils have the tenth hardest schedule remaining in the league. For the I rest saw of the that season. as well. Yeah. Okay, and it's just I like, don't you know, think they, they've played a lot of their uh, in division games yet. Yeah, they play they play in the metro, so you gotta think it's gonna be really competitive. We just talked about the Sabres, the Sens, and um the Red Wings maybe making a push. I don't hate this bet for the value, to be honest with you. I, I love it. I was actually gonna mention this earlier when we were talking about the Metro that I feel like they could like make the slide just based on how good the division is, how things have been going. But um yeah, I did not just take the bet because some wagers, so thanks, Corey. <laughs> Oh. Um, I also think like you could make that argument based on how the other teams in the division are trending. Like Carolina's really hot. Rangers yeah. are hot. Like, I mean, caps are hot. Caps are hot. So Islanders are Penguins hanging. Are Penguins fucking suck. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Uh, the Maple Leafs and the Sharks, they have hit the over five games in a row. Keep an eye on that. Something to look forward to. Uh, the Yotes, the Wings and the Blues have hit the over in four of their last five. So keep an eye on those. Five teams I just mentioned, the Leafs, Sharks, Coyotes, Wings, and Blues. The Wings one is a good one, and it's starting to happen a lot more than it did at the beginning of the season. I have Huso on my fantasy team, so I've cashed in on this a couple times. It's also burned me a bunch of times, but uh, yeah, I like that one a lot. I guess actually it's for the Wings, it would actually be four of their last six, because as we recorded, they got spanked 5-1, right. and they overrun it with six and a half. So, um, All right, the Flyers. They've kind of turned it up here lately. Hear me out. The Flyers have won four of their last six games, and they've covered plus one and a half in six straight. 
interested. They can turn it up all they want. They're not going anywhere. Hear me out, boys. I love it. Yeah, like you know why? Why? Because they're like not going to make the playoffs, but they won't get Bedard. Yep, and they're not going to get anyone even like probably that good because they're going to finish like. It's like what, like just finishing right outside the playoffs. They're going to finish like twenty second or something like that. Purgatory. And Torts is going to be like, but we got our pride a little bit, right? But we almost made the playoffs, but like in the Metro, like <laughs> that would be good enough to make the playoffs in the Atlantic, Pacific, and Central <laughs> anyways. So. Yeah. And they're doing it without Carter Hart, I believe. I think he's uh, I think he's hurt right now. He is. So, yeah. Um, shout out to the Flyers. I mean, not saying this for Bedard reasons, but more so you can get them at some fat values l- lately. I mean, plus 200 on the money line almost every night unless they're playing a bottom feeder. So keep an eye on that. I mean, put it this way. With their coach, Tortorella, he is every single night he is going to be barking at that team to like go out there and try and win. So it's it's really never a terrible idea to like try especially if you're like up a little bit of money to just sprinkle a little bit maybe half unit on the uh on the flyers with that value but yeah don't hate it absolutely uh the sabers they are four and one in their last five if you were to bet a unit in the past five games you'd be up 4.8 units on the sabers so you definitely want to keep an eye on them they're a great value bet i think against the caps last night they were like plus 145 Yep. And they won in an OT. So that's that's a pretty nice price for the Sabres. Keep an eye on them as underdogs. Um, injuries. All right. I should really name this segment the St. Louis Blues, but I'll get to that in a second. Uh, Tristan Jari left the Winter Classic in the first period with a lower body, body injury. Timetable to return is unknown. Um, yeah, I'm fine. Don't ask. Ryan O'Reilly, he's out for six weeks with a broken foot. Vladimir Tarasenko will be out at least four weeks with a hand injury. Tory Krug is out at least six weeks with a lower body injury placed on long-term injured reserve. We're not stupid. We know what that means. Uh, the Avalanche. Joe Sakic announced that the captain, Gabe Landeskog, is nowhere close to returning to the action yet. But luckily for the Avalanche, McKinnon is now back in the lineup. Hefty, hefty, hefty injuries for the Blues here. Yeah. Who put up six on the Maple Leafs and Samsonov last night. They did. I mean, it's just like those those two guys are so huge to that team. I know they have other weapons. I know, you know, Bob, Tom, Cairo, whatever. But oh, my goodness. Yeah. Your captain, your best goal scorer and your number one defenseman all going out is pretty rough. Yeah, that's very tough. Is that like would you guys say that's like nail in the coffin for them? Barube is a tough coach, man. Like he's like that Tortorella type where they'll they just beat the Leafs six five. I'm like, I don't understand how that works. It makes no sense. I also think the Blues have a lot of similarities. The Caps, where it's like they somehow and the Penguins, honestly, where it's like a lot of times when they have injuries and they have a lot of these younger guys in the lineup, they somehow find a way to like be almost as good. Some nights even better with like their minor league squad out there just like so. next guy up kind of mentality yeah yeah um there i mean that division is also still like too close and i mean they're they're only like three points out of a wild card spot so i, True. I definitely don't think it's like nail in the coffin but um you know if they start if they go on like a five six game losing streak right off the bat here it could definitely absolutely be tough to come out of that but yeah as long as they Try to stay to stay afloat until they get some of those guys back. They'll be all right, probably. Worth noting, they're on a road trip right now. <clears throat> they just beat Toronto last night, six five. Their next three games are against the Devils, the Canadians, and the Minnesota Wild. So, 
two very good teams in there and one shit team. We'll see how it goes. All righty. Uh, roster moves. Jacob Vrana. This one kind of surprised a lot of people. Uh, he was placed on waivers by the Detroit Red Wings yesterday. He actually cleared waivers earlier today. Uh, I think a lot of people were saying his cap hit scared some teams. I'm not really sure, and I don't want to speculate because it's not my place, but what I heard is that they think his conditioning is going to take longer than 14 days, and they figured that his salary cap was too large for most teams to take a hit on. So they placed him on waivers so they could have – his conditioning stint be qualified for over 14 days. I don't know how that works. So I think like now that he's cleared, he can either go to Grand Rapids or to Detroit. Um, So I don't know. I would assume they're going to have him do his stint with Grand Rapids. But I was also reading a bunch of things that said that uh, they did not expect him, like you were saying, to get picked up on waivers. But a lot of people are going to start calling about, you know, maybe the Red Wings retaining like two mil of this cap hit. Yeah, I think I could totally see that. I mean, I was reading some really weird comments today being like, oh, this guy's never going to be like a regular NHLer again, which to me is insane. Like, I, I feel like he's still so young and he's he's done enough in his career that I think there's plenty of teams that would take a chance on this guy, especially Nick, like what you said, if if bring him team, home, if a team was willing to make a deal with the with them and they retain like a couple mil or something, then all of a sudden you get them at like two or three mil. That's not bad at all. The first thing I said to my dad, I was like, this has has, has penguins bullshit written oh, all over it. That so would I wish. suck. That yeah, would I, suck so I much. I wish, dude. That would make my day if we got Jacob Vrana. But yeah. we can't have nice things in Pittsburgh because Ron Hextall's an idiot. Um <laughs> The Rangers extend Jimmy VC. Finally finds a little bit of a home here. He's been in a suitcase since he came in the league, it feels like. He got a two-year deal with the Rangers, so congrats to him. Let's move on to the State of the Union. We'll talk some caps and pens. And then the last topic, we will talk about the World Juniors, a.k.a. the Connor Bedard circle jerk. All right, you go, Nick. Yeah, so uh, Caps have looked good. They had that four-zip win over the Rags. They fell to the Sens in overtime. That was another game where the Caps were up by two and then ended up going to overtime. And when that happens nine times out of ten, I feel like they lose the game. Mac, correct me if I'm wrong here, but... Not wrong. uh, Followed that up with a great one. I mean, I did not expect this at all. New Year's Eve, 4 p.m. game, Habs coming to town. That's usually one where the Caps are either like narcoleptic in the first period or drunk. Uh, and they ended up just shit pumping them nine to another OV Hattie. I mean, just tack that on. He had what 13 goals in 15 games in December or something ridiculous like that. Um, now the loss to Buffalo. Um, I was at this game. I have never seen a team turn the puck over more in person than I did that night. I just. I it was like they were playing like bumper pool in the neutral zone. I'm just like, what are you guys doing? But they were down, you know, three to one at one point. They find a way to get back into the game. Uh, they go up four to three. Then it ends up going to overtime. And the second they took that dumbass penalty in overtime, I was like, it's over. First period was especially bad. I will say that was a very exciting game to watch. It, it was. was. It was an annoying game to watch if you're like a diehard Caps fan and you can like like you and I are doing like point out all the areas where it's like, oh, my God, why are we like overpassing it? And we look terrible in our own zone and this and this and that. But like if you're just a casual and you just like 
scored some free tickets from work or something, which is like half of DC these days. Yep. Um, and you just like showed up to that game. You probably had a great time despite them losing. I mean, it was what two goals from Tage, two from Ovi, six or what five four final. That's a crazy, uh, crazy crazy goal scoring affair so um overall I'm, I'm pleased with the last couple games we're at least uh we're showing some signs of life here yeah i think they've stepped it up a lot um i think there's a lot of i mean it was great to see like oh get back in the lineup i mean he definitely looks like a half step behind again but um, yeah he didn't look quite right but no. it'll come hopefully but there's definitely some positive momentum. I do really want to say I love the goaltending game right now. Kemper and Lindgren, I think, are both very, very solid. Yeah, I mean, you go back one year ago from now and and you look at where we're at now, I feel very comfortable. And that's the, that's the biggest thing I wanted. <laughs> if you asked me this time last year what I wanted different about the Capitals, it would have been two new goalies. So we got that. Um, I've also God, been I- asking for like, you know, Hey, Nick, what do you want for Christmas? I don't know. Smooth neutral zone play. I think I've been asking for that since 2009, but I think that's just something I'll never get. Guys, I want Tom Wilson back so badly. (laughs) I want him and Backstrom back so bad. I've been patient all year and I'm just like, come on. And they keep just being like, oh, they're close. They're getting closer. And I've been hearing that for like a month now. And I'm like, like, dude. So so like when? Soon. Very, very soon. And then like today they were like, oh, they're not making, neither of them are making the road trip to Columbus because it's just one game, but they're really close. And I'm like, But they've been practicing in normal jerseys for like yeah. three weeks now. And I'm like, like, dude, just give me a number, man. Come on. Which, you know, I get it. Like, don't rush them back. I, I like that. They're like taking the approach. Al Koken said it last night with Alan May. Yes. I like that. They're taking their time and, and really doing it right. There's no reason to like rush these guys back just to have to be on IR for another like month after that or some bullshit. But it's uh, yeah, it's eating at me and I'm, I'm ready to get those guys back. It's going to be lethal when they come back. I mean, you guys are hot right now, sitting third in the division, and you're probably the hottest team in the division, I would say, other than maybe Carolina. So um, things are looking good in Washington. The only thing that sucks, I think I read this on Puck Empire, uh, John Carlson, that injury looks like it's going to take months is what I heard. Jesus. That's I think we're we're looking a lot longer than than shorter term here. However, Eric Gustafson has been – a machine this year, boys. Yeah. He is kind of stepping up in a big way, and there's still a lot of people on uh, Caps Twitter, uh, some of whom shall not be named right now, but uh, a lot of people who are just really, really dogging this guy for no reason. It's <laughs> like, if you look at his advanced analytics, this guy is, I mean, if we didn't have him, things could be very different right now. That's, very that's what different. I'll say. So he, I also and, will say and he's like, scoring goals now too. He is, which is great jumping up in the play. And like, that's what I was excited about when they got him. I was like, this is what this guy can do. Started off the year, throwing some pizzas out there. I don't know, maybe finding mm-hmm. a role in the team. It happens, yeah. whatever, yeah. but clearly has figured it out now. Um, All of a sudden he's having one of the best years of his career. I did say the other day, I was like, ooh, a love-hate relationship with an offensive defenseman. Yep. Where yep. have I had this before, boys? <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, last quirky stat about the Caps was watching their post-game last night from Alexa Landestoy. Uh, Ovi has scored a goal in every game that the Caps have won the reverse retros. Yep. Something to keep an eye on. Also, am I correct that they like weren't even supposed to wear those on New Year's Eve and then they just like did? 
I don't know about that one. So I didn't know they were going to Every time I turn on the caps, it's it, the reverse retro. I don't think it was on the schedule. I, oh, I think, really? I'm not sure what happened or why they did like last minute, but the, it was not like, you know how they released at the beginning of the year? Like these are the games we're wearing them for. Yeah. I don't think that one was on there. And, oh, okay. And maybe they sudden, had like a giveaway or something to boost tickets. Yeah. Or like maybe, I don't know, maybe there was equipment manager issue or something. They didn't get the laundry done in time. True. <laughs> Who knows? But I'm oh, glad they my. did. I would like to see them wear them every night because yeah, those red too. ones are, those red ones should just go away now. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's time. And they're only going to wear the the black one one more time, I think on uh, in a 10 days time now on the 14th. Lame. Yeah. Uh, the Caps next three games, couple cakewalks here. Jesus, uh, Blue Jackets, Predators, Blue Jackets. So it's about damn time they have a cakewalk. Seriously, yeah. we were talking about earlier in the season how tough their schedule was. So yeah. look out, Merry, everybody. Merry belated Christmas. Um, let's move on to the Penguins. Bad, awful, bad, bad, awful, bad. Uh, thoughts and <laughs> prayers to Chris Letang. Actually, real quick, his father passed away on the day of the Winter oh, Classic. So very sad. He's back in Montreal with the family. He's also dealing with a lower body injury. So T's and P's to Mr. Latang. He has um, had a really tough year, man. Glad to see him playing and doing well, though. I mean, like, can we Dude, just say, a, like, his, his dad dies, he gets injured, and he has stroke all this season. I that's mean, his second a, stroke, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's having a rough kick at the can this year. I hope he comes back and has a strong finish to the season. That's all I'm hoping for for him. Um, yeah. So I'll save the Winter Classic for a second. Let's go back to when we last recorded. I hammered them against the Islanders last week. They lost five to one. They got absolutely blown out. That was I feel like this is one of those weird teams. Like they always have your number. I don't know why. I just anytime yep. I turn on one of those games, Penguins Islanders, I have that gut reaction. Yeah, they they got shit canned. There was no way around it. That was probably the worst. Well, maybe the worst game they've played of the season in terms of full 60 minutes. The next night, they played the <laughs> Detroit Red Wings. They were up 4 to nothing in the second period. They lost the game 5-4. to four. So that's something that I'm very used to. You are not used to. So from yeah. a very, you know, typically, you know, north-south responsible hockey team, what was your reaction to that? It was just awful. I mean, Mike Sullivan's known to be a very structured defensive coach. He's I, you know, I mean, I'm going back a ways here, but he's easily much better defensive coach than Mike Johnston ever was. Biles, Montarian. I mean, he's he's a lockdown guy. So for a team like the Pens to have a 5-4 comeback happen on him is just absolutely brutal. And then what's his nuts with the gritty and overtime? I can't stand that shit. Get that out of that. So I, that like, was dumb. That cringy. was dumb. Guys, now that it's made its way to the NHL, it's no longer cool. Like, no if longer hockey cool. players are doing it, like, yeah, it's not cool. The anymore. NFL is going to stop doing it tomorrow. Yeah, it's no longer cool. I'm sorry. That was stupid. It's more like this is just what happens when, like, younger kids start to get into the league and, like, all the, all the players are playing Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Literally, it it's stupid, but whatever. Then the next game, I hammered the pens again. This one really hurt, and they lost four two to Jersey. That was a rough one. Um, another blown lead, right? So, and then the Winter Classic, they have the lead one nothing. They blow the lead. They've blown the lead in three straight games. Um, and Jari goes down, so now our starting goaltenders out. So we are rocking with a elite goaltending tandem of Casey DeSmith and Dustin Tokarski. You tell me you can. That dude was so nasty in juniors, man. Yeah. Well, hopefully he's nasty for the (laughs) pens because we're we're it's not looking great. I have to rant, boys. Um, 
Oh, hats, <laughs> hats going backwards, fellas. Here we go. I have had enough of Brian Dublin. I can't stand this guy. Oh my god, he is bad. And listen, I loved Dumo. Like for like, I'm in tears here. I loved Dumo for the longest time. Like I was always like, he's the best defenseman on the team during the cup years. Even on the second one of the back to backs when Latang was out, he was so good for us. I was like, he is the man. We traded, we got him in the Jordan Stall trade. I was like, this is this works so well for us. It has gotten to the point of like. How is he still even in the top six when you have POJ playing really good? I honestly think if Petrie or Latang come back or even both, this guy's got to get dealt or, or fucking bought out or something. He was a minus two in the Winter Classic. He took the penalty that led to the first goal. He was in the box. And then, of course, once the power play ended, he took two steps onto the box like a fucking waddling penguin to try to get back into the zone, and they score. And then in the second one, Nick, I'm sending you the picture of this. He is laying down on the ice, looking back at Jake DeBrusque like this, just watching him cakewalk. It's like your, your dog walk, looking at you coming into the kitchen at 2 a.m. just like laying yeah. down like, hey, buddy, what are you doing? Put the picture over my voice when this goes on a clip because I'm <laughs> telling you this is a clip. He's, star- he's staring at the Smith backwards like a dog that's at the door looking at its owner like, can I please go out? It's like, no, it's cold and it's late. <laughs> like, God, uh, he is so bad. He's the reason both goals happen. He's on the ice for every goal that happens against the Penguins. He sucks. I can't stand Brian Dumoulin right now. And I got a lot of respect for the guy. He's played some tough hockey for us over the years. Do, do the Caps have a guy that was a long-tenured defenseman? Not Mike Green, someone else, where you're just like, you know what? It, it. I love this guy, but it's time. Has there ever been that? Oh, there's been tons of those. Don't yeah, even like, get us started on that. There's, there's also at, been that with forwards, too. So Yeah. But, like, you know, how there's, there's yeah. always. <laughs> there's and coaches. Always, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's always a defenseman on any team. I feel like that's just the whipping boy, right? Like, who was uh, who's the guy on the Leafs that was the whipping boy for a really long time? Morgan um, Riley. Well, he was, and then there was another. Wasn't one. Wasn't like, Justin Hole? Jake like Gardner. No, Jake Gardner. Yeah. They yeah. hated him. They wanted <clears throat> yeah, him. That's dead. right. That's right. Dumoulin has worked his way into Penguins Twitter as being the absolute whipping boy for everything, and it's sad to see because, like I said, he seems like a nice guy, but. God. So, anyways, I just had to get that out there. He sucks. He's the reason we lost the game. It's a tough schedule coming up, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, we got Vegas coming up on the road. Then we got the Yotes on the road. That's tough. Well, Vegas, we probably won't win. Yotes, we actually, I'm not going to lie to you. The Yotes are playing really well lately. They kind of, I don't want to say they scare me in terms of playoff implications, but they're not a team you want to play at the moment. They've been playing really well. Um, and then the Canucks next Tuesday, JT Miller's coming home. So that should be fun. Maybe he'll yell at the fans. I don't know. So yeah, it's rough. They've lost five in a row. What like Not looking good? What are the realistic chances, in your opinion, of the Penguins actually dealing Dumoulin at the deadline? None, because I don't think anyone wants him. I th- I can't I don't know his cap hit, but like no one wants him. Like, why would you want him on your team? He sucks. Like they'd have to buy him out, I feel like. Or take or retain or something. I'm trying to figure out like deadline moves and everyone's like Kapanen, Kapanen, Kapanen. I'm like, okay, yes, he's the obvious one, but now he's playing better for us. So do I want to get rid of him? 
Like no, he had one goal in the Winter Classic. I don't think he's playing. It's all smoke and mirrors, man. Yeah, like I I gotta. He had that Hattie right a while ago. Yeah, I think it got you pretty fired up. I gotta look this up, and I could be wrong. This I think mirrors. He said on the broadcast. I think he's got like twelve points in his last fourteen. Like he's kind of coming on. Yeah, but it was like, if I'm not mistaken, it was like. He sucked before that. Eight or nine of those were in like a four game span or something. Yep, it was probably. like all super concentrated. And then he was like, has kind of been cold again. And then he scored one in the winter classic to me. If you guys are, I mean, I get wanting to deal him, but you guys are going to have to include something in that deal that like yeah. makes a team want to take Kapanen. Brian Dumont's foot. I don't know why off. he wouldn't be interested in like, Carolina or Dallas, where every other Finnish player is currently, but that um, would make a lot of sense, wouldn't yeah. it? And I will say this: I'll make a comparison here, and I think it's a good one. And I'm this is a poor man's version comparison because the two guys I'm about to name are much better than the two I'm going to list for the Pens. You guys have Dowden Hathaway; they're your fourth line aces, right? You're like fourth line, yeah, we can play them. Nick Dowd's like the best offensive player on the Washington Capitals, <laughs> not named Alex Ovechkin. He's right also now. having a career year, by the way, like yeah. career year. So on the Pens, the guys who on the fourth line have kind of emerged as like those go-to energy guys that really can like change the momentum of, of the game. Ryan Palin and Josh Archibald have been really good for us. They've both been hurt for the last like two weeks, so that kind of hurts as well. Paling's a stud. I do not know why the Habs ever ever gave him up. Did he come over in the Petrie deal? Yeah, he was a first okay. round first round pick. Yeah, got talent. He's good. Um, Harry, while we're on the Penguins, let me ask you this: What are your thoughts on Teddy Bluger? Like, as far as trades go, like if 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 you heard that the Penguins dealt him, would you be upset or would you be happy? I'd be really pissed. They really. They can't get rid of him. He's a great face-off guy. He's our best penalty killer. It's tough, though, because they got Carter on the third line, and he's still under contract for another year after this, and I wish to God he wasn't. But Teddy, so should, saw, Teddy should be our third-line center. That's interesting because I saw something on Twitter recently that was one guy saying – I'm not going to name names here, but it was one pretty <clears throat> like notable account saying that the Penguins might want to think about trading Teddy Bluger. Then it was another guy commenting saying, like, have you watched any of the Penguins games this year? They should not trade Teddy Bluger. They should not trade. And then it was a bunch of Penguins fans replying to that guy and being like, no, he's right. We should definitely think about trading him. If they want to win right now, they should not trade Teddy Bluger. I mean, if they think they can get something better for him because of how he's been playing, I understand that mentality. But based on what I've seen and, you know, from what Harry has said, I don't think he would want to give this guy up. No, it's tricky. The whole Jeff Carter thing, Jeff Carter's the second whipping boy of the team, but (laughs) Bluger's Bluger's contract is up after this year. And a lot of people don't think we'll re-sign him. But I'm like, how can you not? Like he, we we really don't have many centers, so I don't know. Um, this team kind of pisses me off. I hope they can right the ship here. There's a lot of injuries going on, and it's just a very streaky year for them. Like they started the year unreal, and then they lost six in a row or seven in a row, and then they went like fourteen and two, and now they've lost five in a row. It's just like I need some consistency here, but. I digress. I, I think everybody's done of the, the Penguins rant. Although the Brian Doolin part was hopefully funny for all you who are driving. Maybe you got a little <laughs> chuckle out of it. Uh, New Year's resolution for both teams. Mine's get healthy. Well, that's it. 
It's a good one. I think you could say that for the Caps too. I think maybe yeah, Wilson we... and Backstrom back. Clean up neutral zone, stop, you know, turnovers. Oh, for, for oh and then play to fucking work. Um, pass to that part of the stick called the blade, not yeah. the feet. Would That's be more of like one. a last night thing, honestly. Yeah. I feel like we've been fine, but like, yeah, that Buffalo game was was pretty annoying in that regard. Yeah. All right, let's talk some world juniors to wrap up the episode. If you haven't heard of this kid already and you're new to hockey, this kid, Connor Bedard, who's not even an NHLer yet, he's going to be the number one pick in this year's draft. He is lighting up the World Juniors for Team Canada this year. Um, He's probably the most highly touted prospect since McDavid. I mean, he's being put in the same breath as Crosby. I would say highly touted since Sid. Yeah, he's like... This is a franchise-altering player. For I sure. there are a ton of people out there that are saying that he will be better than Connor McDavid in the yeah. NHL, and so, I am kind of starting to buy into that, guys. I'm not going to lie. And if you're asking why, let me throw some uh, some stats at you. And this was before the USA game that just occurred a couple hours ago. Uh, Connor Bedard has the most points in a single World Junior Hockey Championship among players 17 years old or younger. He has well, before the USA game, 19 points and counting. The people that he beat to get that record, Yarmir Yager, Wayne Gretzky, Eric Lindros, and Jesse Pugliarvi. Can't believe Je- Pugliarvi's name is even in there. That's he had so a weird nasty name. tournament that year, man. I'm Total hit. fluke. Most career points for Canada at World Junior Hockey Championship. Bedard, number one, at 32. Lindros, number two, at 31. Jordan Eberle at number three. And Braden Shen at number four. So, you know, he's got the most points all time for Canada in the World Juniors, and he's also got the most points all time in World Juniors for a kid 17 years or younger. The teams right now that are currently in the sweepstakes for Connor Bedard would be, and this is in no particular order, Chicago, Vancouver, Philadelphia, San Jose, Columbus, Arizona, Anaheim, Montreal, and Nashville. All right, let's hear right now gut reaction, who you want him to go to and who you think he's going to go to. Harry, go. Who do you want? I want him to go to the N- Nashville. That's what it is. Who do you think he's going to go to? I'm going to give you two, and I, I really think it's going to end up being one of these two. It's going to be either Vancouver or Arizona. Okay. I like it, Nick. I want him to go to San Jose. Okay. Because I want the Sharks to bring back the black uniform and I want to get a Connor Bedard 98 San Jose Sharks jersey because that would just be heat on heat, mm-hmm. uh, even after what he just did to our beloved country. But uh, I think he's going to go to Arizona. And uh, Harry sent a video to us earlier in our group chat today about uh, Spit and Chicklets talking about why Arizona is going to get the lottery pick this year. And I agree with it's true. everything they said. They, yeah. they basic for the people who haven't heard it yet. They basically said, you know, Gary Bettman's dying on this sword that this Arizona market's going to work out for hockey. They're building the new arena. Gary wants him to stay there. They're like the, his little project, his little baby that he wants to. Prove He's done a right. lot to try and make that work. And that team has been to the conference finals once. And let's be real, that was a down year for the West. Yeah. And honestly, it, it just. I don't, I, Arizona hasn't had a first round pick ever. Nope. So that's another reason and why it's like first overall. Yeah. They never had one. The other thing they were saying yeah, first is like overall, sorry. all the Chicago stuff. There's no way they're going to allow them to have the first overall pick this year. Oh no. 
Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I would say if if I could choose, I, I don't want to copy Nick, but I might choose San Jose too, just because I'm I like the Sharks. They're a fun team and I it'd be cool to see him go there. But I, I'm with you guys on the Arizona thing. I've seen this uh clip that we're talking about and I'm I'm with it. It all makes sense to me. Um if I had to pick just for fun another team that I would want him to go to though, that I think would be maybe equally as fun. I honestly think that not for Metro purposes, but like Philly would be kind of interesting in terms of like just something different. You know what I mean? I mean, I I don't want it to happen, but like it would at least not be, I mean, you look at all the shitty teams that have gotten the first round pick in the last couple of years and it's just, it's getting old. Like I don't want, I don't want some of those teams to get, I don't want Edmonton with like a fourth first overall pick in my lifetime. Yeah. The only reason Absolutely. I say Nashville would be cool, like they've never really had that would be very cool. An yeah, offensive cool. like force. Like an and insane, yeah. A superstar. Like, they've never had yeah. a superstar. I mean, they, Forsberg, you could argue, is like, but like let's Shea be Weber was Shea good. Weber was their superstar. Yeah. Or yeah. Pecorine was their superstar, but yeah, but that's a defenseman and a goalie. So yeah. it's a cool arena. They got good fans. Like, I think that would work well, but Anything but Philly and Columbus, please. Like, please, yeah. just like, also keep... not Montreal. That is so boring. Holy yeah, shit! I'd honestly be okay with Anaheim too. Could you imagine what that practice would look oh like? Oh my so, god! Hear me out. Vancouver would like. Let's be real. That would bring the house down. That because he he's from honestly, Vancouver, right? There's a lot of like rumors being like they're just going to give the Canucks the first overall wow. pick because he's from Vancouver. He's from that Vancouver. would be insane. Yeah, that would the. So like I was thinking about this the other day. I like I kind of don't want that just because then the whole every Toronto player to Toronto like bullshit is going to start yeah. again. Like the Stamkos, yeah. Tavares, McDavid, just yeah. Bedard versus McDavid in the same division would be pretty nasty. Yeah, I mean make the cool. West better, guys. Come on. Yeah. Honestly, holy shit. Yeah, it's about so, time. Uh, just to recap where we're at, you know, we had the semifinals happen today. The Czech take down the Swedes two to one, I believe, in overtime, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, they Indeed. tied it up with like 30 seconds left, and then they win it in the last minute of overtime, too. That's insane. And then Canada comes back from a 2-0 deficit against the USA to win, what was it, 6-2? to two? Yep. Final score. So we got Canada versus Czech in the gold medal game. That Czech know. team's good, guys. They yeah. are really playing well. Yeah, their goaltender's been really good in this tournament, too, if I'm not mistaken. Same with so. the defense. Like, uh, David Juracek is just playing out of his mind. Canada's going to win gold. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, sadly, not not <laughs> yeah. well enough. In Halifax, <laughs> no chance. They they yeah. they win yeah. the game. Real quick, there were some calls in this USA-Canada game that I do want to talk about. Yep. Uh, mainly, so there were two goals called back for goaltender interference. Now, I think that as a podcast, we can all say that the second one was probably the right call. Yeah. Little bit soft, I think is how I would describe it. Yeah. I want to yeah. hear your guys' thoughts on the first one. Harry, you go first, because I have a bit of a rant, and I'll save it for after. Well, I think it was, I think it was bullshit. I mean, you know, in a game of this magnitude, and I know some people say, well, it shouldn't matter. Like, you should ref based on what the rules are and what happened. No. Like, you got USA versus Canada to go to gold, and you're going to call ticky-tack international shit like that. I just – I didn't think it was goal interference. A lot of people didn't think it was goal interference. Our buddy uh, Nick from Hockey Collective, who yep. was just on the pod a little bit ago, 
he's Canadian and he even tweeted or Instagram. I can't remember. He said, that's not goal interference. I think Rick Rowley said the same thing. He did. So, you know, when you got Canadians who are saying this is not goaltender interference, I think that should say it all. But, you know, you got a game in Halifax, Canada. What and international rules just seem so soft, in my opinion, compared to NHL. They've gotten is, a little bit better with making them symmetrical, but they are still like worlds apart. This is yeah. exactly what I wanted to rant about. It's just like, what, why do we have these differences, like drastic differences between IAHF and NHL rules like that? And like, because there were people arguing, being like, well, in the NHL, sure, it might be a goal, but like, this is IAHF. IHF rules and like they called it by the books and I'm like okay one no they didn't because they read the rule on the TSN broadcast and it still didn't make any sense for what yep. they're saying they literally read the rule out of the rule book word for word the announcers did and and it still didn't explain why it would be goalie interference and number two if these are kids that you want to be in the NHL why are we treating them differently why yes. why do we have different rules this doesn't make any sense and I, I will never understand why it's called in a different way or why there's a different rule book. It, it, it's garbage. And it's just frustrating too, right? Because you look at the timing of that. It could have been a 3-3 game and and we'd be getting a power play if they were wrong about the uh, goal interference. So yeah, it, it it's frustrating. but uh, It's absolutely not goalie interference, guys. Yeah. I mean, any way you slice it, I, that is the worst call I've seen since that Saints Rams NFC championship game where they blew that pass interference call. Yeah. Pretty much. Wow. Pretty much. Throwback. Yeah. That ended the Saints franchise. It did. People forget. Hopefully yeah. this doesn't end USA hockey. Absolutely <clears throat> not. No, it's in good hands. I mean, they had a despite this game, you know, the USA's got some really good young guns coming up. Logan Cooley, a good team. A, I like yeah. that team a lot. It was a All good roster. He did. The Minnesota boys really stepped up big time. I thought Augustine looked great in goal tonight. I don't think any of the four that he gave up, or sorry, the six, were his fault. I think they were just, it was Team Canada. You know, like, you you can only do so much. Score prediction for gold medal check Canada. I'm going to say 3-1 Canada takes it. I think the checks keep them tight, though. And let's not forget, they beat them once. Who knows? They could do it again. I'm going to say 4-1 Canada. 6-2 Canada. Wow, repeat it tonight. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I, I believe know. the uh, the score from the first game was like 5-2 to two check. Uh, I believe you're yeah. right on that. Do we know when that gold medal game is? I'm assuming it's Friday night or something like that. Um, That is a good question. Not sure. Off the top of my head, I'm not sure, but... uh. Probably find that on Google, but whatever. Um, okay. Well, that just about wraps up the episode for us. Um, appreciate all of y'all listening. It is this- um tomorrow, actually, at 6 30. So uh, today the, when you're listening to this, the bronze between Thursday the, the Swedes and the US will be at 2 30. Okay. Thursday the fifth is when the game is. So definitely keep an eye out for that. Um yeah, thank you again for listening. We appreciate the love and support. As always, go check out our website, www.emptybetters.com. If you want to find our merch, you can click on shop. Just a reminder, January 21st, Saturday night at 7 p.m. Central Time, uh, we will be at Elwood's Tap and Liquor in downtown Milwaukee. Come hang. If you want to RSVP, which you should, 
Uh, you can do that on a Facebook group or you can DM any of us. The Empty Betters account doesn't matter. We'll get you logged in there. Uh, really looking forward to seeing everybody. Is there anything else you guys have? No. Hope everyone has a healthy and safe new year. Yeah. We'll see you at Elwoods. Absolutely. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. And without further ado, class dismissed. Class dismissed.